Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show. Uh, this afternoon, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Matt Levan from the Intrabiz Network. Um, how are you doing this uh, this afternoon, Matt? I'm very well, thank you. Okay, good. And uh, Matt Levan, uh, for those that don't know him, uh, who are listening in, uh, Matt Levan is an ecologist. He runs a business called Levan Ecology. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, being an ecologist and what you do, Matt, for a, for a uh, business. Okay, well, I do a whole range of things, mainly connected with the environmental impacts of new building projects. So, for instance, I'm just today working on a report for a site in Newbridge, where essentially they're building a patch of land and I have to go to the site and identify which trees are likely to have bats and work out how they can adjust their building plan so that they leave those trees alone. Okay. That's the sort of thing that I would work on. I do uh, a lot of work on newts, uh, badgers, all sorts of wildlife. Okay. And uh, what's the... Um... What's the sort of type of work you get uh, most demand for? It varies a huge amount, but I would say the the majority of my work over the last few years has probably been on uh, newt surveys, which is for slightly larger developments where people are building perhaps five, ten houses on a site and they've got ponds. And I don't know if people will know this, but great crested newts are quite rare and protected. So someone needs to do surveys to see if they are there and if they are to work out ways of protecting them while the building is going on. Okay. So that's what takes up a lot of my time, usually. What happens if they, um, if they don't uh, take somebody like you on board uh, before building and they end up building there. What, 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 what's the sort of downside of that there? What, what can happen? Well, the first thing is that planning officers are increasingly bothered about this. So it's quite likely that if they put in a planning application without an ecology report, then it would be turned down. Okay. But assuming that they somehow got through that, then if anyone discovers that they have harmed protected species, the fines can go up to, a, from memory, it's £5,000 an animal. Okay. So so if there was uh, lots of different types of uh, nature on their land, then that can get expensive? It could indeed, yes. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, and obviously, um, you know, we've uh, we, we, we've known each other for a long time now as part of the Intrabiz Business Network, and uh, you do quite a lot of uh, networking. You know, you've been a member for a while. And what are the sort of people um, you tend to, uh, to to network with, and who tend to need your services, or or at least know people, or are connected to people that they can introduce you to? I would say quite a lot of. Um... Architects and planning agents are my main business contacts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, because I know you do some work with Richard Andrews, who's an architect. So so it's more the planning agents and the architects rather than the builders, if you like. I would say so. Well, the, the larger construction companies can be extremely useful. 
I would say a very small scale builder who is perhaps just doing bricklaying or just doing plumbing, our specialisms would overlap less. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, and obviously, um, it's quite a specialist area. What 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 you do? Um, I guess therefore, uh, you know, um, people can require your services from all over the place. Absolutely. Yes. Over the years, I've been as far as Aberdeen. Oh, have you? Did you fly from... up or did you drive? I did. Yes. You flew up. Okay. So... Yes. In that in that case, the client paid for a flight. Okay, so you've you've done up as far as Aberdeen, and I guess you're regularly all over Wales and all over the southwest of England. Oh yes, I'm certainly all over Wales. It would be certainly in a typical year, it would be unusual for me not to have several jobs over in Pembrokeshire. Okay, um, yeah. So uh, so you, you you like your mileage then? You get, you I get a fair bit in. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, I know uh, through personal uh, networking, etc., that you was on furlough for a while um, during the lockdown period. Um, have you um, done anything in your business or pivoted at all during this time? Um, I wouldn't say I've pivoted in any long-term sense. Uh, certainly, as I've come out of furlough now, I'm focusing more on jobs in the local area. But that's mainly a practical thing on the grounds that hotels aren't open. So working further afield may not be possible. Yeah. Longer term, I think I would go back to that. Yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. So so as things open up a bit more sort of geographically wise and, and, and hotel wise, then you, you'll be able to do the longer distance stuff again. But for now, it's best just to concentrate on... Uh, things nearby within within a reasonable travel distance yes i should yeah. say that i think to some extent my business was pre-adapted for this situation because although i went on furlough when there was very little work available and it made financial sense i'm already in a situation where i write my reports at home when i go to sites Quite often, I'm the only person there. If there are other people there, I can work with them without having to come into close contact. So, yeah. in a sense, I'm very well placed to work with all the pandemic restrictions. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. So there's not too much of a difference to your usual routine then, really, other, other than just the demand on the other side, yeah. if, if they're actually in work or not, or on furlough. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, I suppose uh, you know if you if you get business from England as well, they seem to be opening up a little bit quicker than Wales, don't they? They do. Yes, I've not had anything yet, but I'm certainly keeping an eye. Okay, and I know um, you've got a website where you talk about ecology, etc. Um, remind uh, me and and all my listeners of of that and how they can engage with you. Okay. Yes, my website is Levan Ecology dot co dot uk and i have a blog on there in which i will put up various updates about the business and occasionally comments and personal ideas about ecology okay what's the sort of uh, blog post you've written recently did you write much during the your furlough time i'm i'm afraid i didn't actually but one thing that is particularly interesting is that i used um the early part of my furlough 
to actually put together a number of slides from a training course that I've run in the past, turn those into videos, and I've got those available for people. And I think my most recent blog post is actually advertising that if people contact me, then I'm happy to send them out as free training. Yeah, so what that, that's training people to become an ecologist or training Pretty people. much, yes. Yeah, okay. And uh, have you posted them on YouTube and that sort of thing? Or? I haven't posted them on YouTube yet. No, that's a very good idea. I was originally going to upload them to my website, but I had issues with the file size, which is why I've been emailing emailing them to people from a Dropbox link. But yeah. I will look at uploading them to YouTube. That's an excellent idea. Yeah, if you upload them to YouTube, you can actually then uh, put an iframe in your website where you just host the, 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 the YouTube video within a web page. So you could actually post them all around your site then because they still stay on the server of YouTube, not on your server. So you don't have the problems there. That's brilliant. Thank you. No problem. No problem at all. So, um, so yeah, so how is the world of um, ecology evolving? Is there much going on um, that you've got to keep up to date with regularly? Oh, yes, it's, it's quite fast moving. There's, there's, as I say, there is a growing interest in ecology. It's, it's been increasing steadily all through my working life, but... Certainly the last few years, I think, there's been a big push in people paying attention to nature. Yeah. I'm sure sure you remember things like David Attenborough's campaign on the plastics. Yeah. That sort of thing. So people are noticing. And it's probably worth saying at this point that what I can do for people developing buildings is not just they kind of avoiding the negatives such as fines. Yeah. Quite often, if people are building a house to sell, they will find that the people buying will be attracted by the facts that they've tried to do things for wildlife and that perhaps they've left the trees at the bottom of the garden or they've dug a pond in the green space on the estate. And that yeah. can actually increase their sales. Yeah, so it can be a bit like a story, really. It can give them a story to help market the, 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 the properties or whatever. Yes. Yeah, because people like um, like to know what's, you know, near them or what nature is around or like to know they've, they've done their bit to, to keep nature in the, in the plot or in the environment and not just uh, ignored it all, like, you know? Absolutely. And obviously... I, mean, I think all the evidence shows that people in this country... They love their wildlife yes. and here's an opportunity to make that part of business, which can only be good for everyone involved. Yeah. And I suppose um, you could also add that to the sort of corporate social responsibility pages on, on companies' websites. If they've, you know, protected something or they've done something, they can actually put that in their, in their marketing and, and, and in their websites, etc. Yes, absolutely. I think a growing number do. Yeah, 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 makes sense, really. So, um, yeah, I suppose um, the 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 nature and, and the green sort of um, uh, talk was big prior to the the, the lockdown. Um, so, yeah, I think lockdown's taken over a little bit at the moment. I think it I... has, but I think also 
lockdown is temporary. Yes. Yeah. I think it will definitely make a comeback. Yeah, I think it'll bounce back strong, won't it? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so how, how do you keep up to date with all of that that, that change? That do you have to, you know, uh, take top up uh, learning, or do you just just keep? Oh yes, I'm. I'm. I'm in a professional association which requires me to do a certain amount of training on new new things every year. Okay. But then on top of that, obviously, I'm reading their website and emails for updates on what is happening. And I do just keep an eye generally across news from all sorts of sources to see what is coming. OK, yeah. So so at the moment, obviously, nukes are a big thing. But like I knew, I knew it myself that uh, is it bees? Bees are endangered. Bees are endangered. Yes. So that's that's going to be, I think, a, an increasingly important thing for people. And one of the developments in the past few years is that we're looking much more to consider things together. So instead of just newts or just bees, we're looking at the whole of a site and we're saying, what can we do to increase all the nature value across this? Yeah. And uh, do you do anything? Um, because I've seen um, I've seen a trend a little bit myself of late. I've, I've probably caught it on the news and and I've seen or, or a documentary or something and I've seen it on the roadsides. But there's, um, there's a big shift in um, letting um, wildlife grow, you know, um, alongside of like uh, roadways and that sort of thing. You know, what do they call it? The... Um, like the open fields with the buttercups and the daisies. Yes, and all that well, those those will be uh, wildflower me flower meadows, which are excellent for things like bees and butterflies, and obviously a very easy way to make a contribution. Yeah. So do you do you help people maybe with sites, you know, on planning things like that? Absolutely. Yes, I I will make recommendations about things like leaving areas to grow more wild or yeah. planting up in certain ways. Mm -hmm. I've worked a lot in the past with landscape architects designing the planting schemes around various places. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's just a trend that, you know, that I, without being in the sector or the industry, it's just a trend I noticed, like, you know, yeah. it seems to be a lot in road building at the moment and, you know, roundabouts and that sort of thing. It seems to be much easier, low, lower maintenance. It is, I think. I think road building is something that I've worked on road projects for the last 20 years. And every time I get a job on road building, it becomes apparent that they've improved since the last time, that it's, it's getting easier and easier to get ideas taken seriously. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, um, now obviously, being a man of nature work-wise, um, I was going to say, you know, what, what do you like to do in your spare time? I do know that you're, you're into nature as well, in your spare time as well. But what, what is it you like to do, you know, when you're not, uh, um, you know, working and, and, and studying uh, the ecology of the land? Well, I, I spend a lot of time outside for leisure as well. So I do a lot of hiking, uh, some rock climbing and generally exploring the landscape. Yeah, yeah, good. And, and, and not just in this country as well. I know you do like to no, I, I out a bit. No, I've travelled 
all over the world for various things. Uh, I've done a big trip around the world, taking in Asia and South America. And more recently, I've been over in Eastern Europe exploring. Okay. Yeah, so uh, so where, where's the sort of place you've been on your travels where you would uh, highly recommend people to uh, visit? I think I would recommend a place called Bielowieca, which is in Poland. Okay. Which is, you're interested in nature, it's particularly interesting because it is almost undisturbed forest. So okay. this is perhaps a bit specialist if you're not into these things, but essentially all the woods in this country are quite disturbed. They've had lots of people going in and cutting down trees and then replanting them and things. Whereas yeah, that they're, forest, they're not natural, like, you know, yes. they've been, they've been uh, pruned, if you like, or edited a bit, like, you know? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. Whereas that forest is much more natural and it has, for instance, it has European bison. Okay. Which it's one of the only places you'll see those wild. It has wolves, bears. It's just an, an amazing place. So it's a bit like, um, you know, some of the, 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 the woodland areas and the forest areas of, of America. Like, you know, it's a bit... Yes. Uh, you know. Have you been to some of those areas in America? I haven't, unfortunately, no. What's the because it's a, a few big park the parks I, I would have thought you'd have liked to visit. You know, is it Yosemite? Yosemite Park. I've spent very little time over in America. It's actually, I'm. It's definitely something I'd consider America and Canada because, as you say, they've got huge areas of wilderness to explore. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. So, um, so yeah. Um, What's your um, your experience of networking outside of Intrap is, uh, Matt? Do you do you uh, have you or do you attend any other events or or not? Not on a regular basis. No, I've I've attended various things on and off over the years, but other than much, it was a matter of finding the networking that suited me. Yeah. And, uh, and and how have you found uh, the online networking now? Obviously, the real world network events have dried up for a while, and yes. it's all switched to online. How have you found that yourself? Like you know, I, in some ways, it's easier. I think, like everyone, I miss face to face contact. Yeah. But the online networking it has the advantage that I can decide to join it five minutes before it starts. Yeah. I don't have to decide an hour in advance so that I can travel to Cardiff and find the venue. Yeah, you're like me. You you live, um, you know, uh, a bit out of Cardiff. So so therefore you've got to get ready. You've got to get dressed. You've got to get in, you know. So, so actually uh, a two-hour event could be four hours. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so in, in or, that sense, it, it makes go, it much easier. Yeah. Or if we go to do. for a drink and after, for instance, the morning event. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, or if you go for a drink with a few people after, it could be even longer than that. Yes. I say that the morning events, I used to very rarely make the Intrabiz breakfast events because to be there for a start 
at 7.30 probably meant getting up at 5.30. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when there's a breakfast event online, I can literally have it at breakfast time. Yes. Have you have you attended any of the Swansea networking events yet, which start at, um, I think, 11 o'clock on a Friday? Oh, no, I haven't. I'll take a look at those now. Yeah, you should take a look at that because um, you do cover that area as well, you know, Swansea and West Wales. And uh, yes. there's some people there which, um, you know, I think you should uh, get to, to speak to. Uh, there's a, a lady that does um, access gateways and that sort of thing in the middle of Wales. Yes, I have been in touch with her, yes. Yes, okay. But yeah, yeah. it's certainly worth actually having a look at what they're doing in Swansea as well. Yes, definitely. Because, again, you know, getting down to Swansea, especially for a breakfast or a morning event, can be very challenging from, you know, Greater Cardiff area, where, where I know you live. But uh, making it down there on uh, an online event is a lot easier. So, uh, yeah, obviously, I think the, the, the networking events will start to come back soon, you know, maybe September or whenever they do. But it's a lot easier to get down to Swansea and do their events whilst they're online than it is to uh, travel down there, like, you know? Yes, yes, I'll definitely take a look at that. Yes, good. And, um, and, and, and the other, have you, have you um, spoken to Claire from, from the Swedish franchise? I haven't had a one-on-one -on -one with her yet. Yeah. I, I am very interested in the Swedish stuff, though, as you can imagine it. It gels very well with both my personal and professional interests, the idea of going to northern Sweden and the forests. Yeah, I, I would have thought you would have been uh, quite interested in doing um, the, the, the wild spirits uh, dog sledding as well. Yes, Yeah. very uh, interested. I would, I would imagine that would be right up your street, uh, you know, getting uh, into nature and seeing a lot of, you know, the, the beautiful landscape, etc. of Sweden whilst whilst having a bit of a thrill ride at the same time. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. Um, okay. Um, yeah, is there anything else you think um, we haven't covered that you'd like to sort of mention now, or is, have we covered everything? I think that's probably all I can think of for now. Yeah, okay, good. Um, just uh, if people want to connect with you on social media as well, you mentioned, obviously, your website, which is the account, you know, which is the platform you tend to use most if you're social? Uh, on Facebook, mostly. You tend to use Facebook uh, the most. And so if, yes. they just, if they just search for and connect with uh, Matt Levan, and do, do you have a Facebook page as well? or just? I do, yes. Know? I have a Facebook page in the name of Levan Ecology. Yeah, okay. So if people are into ecology and they want to keep up to date with your updates, then they could like the page and follow you. And yes. they can connect with you on to... Um, on the actual uh, personal account and connect with you and get to know you and network with you, etc. And yeah. uh, and obviously give us your website again if they want to get in touch with you and they, they need you to do some um, work for them. That is um, levanecology.co.uk. Brilliant. All right, then, uh, Matt. So um, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Don't mention it. And uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks a lot. And I'll see you at a, a networking event uh, online, I suppose, uh, sometime soon. Yes. And then, um, and then uh, offline when they start back up again. All right, great. See Brilliant. you then. All right, there's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day.
I know I will. And thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.